Thank you for joining us today, Dan. It's great to be here. Straight up, I'm going to ask you, what do you do for, you, for a living? Well, I am blessed to write songs for kids and families and I travel around when I'm allowed to travel and um, go around to churches and schools and do performances um, which involve a whole bunch of fun things and especially music and um, getting the word of God out in a way that's palatable for young minds. Which is fantastic because that's what I love because being in children's ministry, that's what we do. It's the best. We love it. Um, yeah. Do you have a family? Do you have kids? Yeah, I've got um, I've got three daughters, Grace, who's nine, and uh, Bethany, who's seven, and Alice, who's four, um, going on 14. And, um, yeah, they're, they're great girls, and Sarah's my wife. Um, and, yeah, they're... And and recently we got um, a dog, uh, like everyone did in lockdown, um, and so that's another girl um, in the house. So I think the only other boy in the house is um, our budgie. So it's just me and the budgie. That's cool. Um, I was say I'm the opposite. I have three boys and chickens. So <laughs> so yes, I'm the one outnumbered in our house. Um, so where where do you live? I'm in Brisbane. In Brisbane, so you get lots of sunshine. Sunny Queensland. And which church do you belong to in Brisbane? Um, so my home church is uh, Gateway Baptist, and um, that's yeah been a wonderful home church. Been there for about six or seven years, um, and yeah, great great family. Really, it's like family. So um, it's really good. Have you ever been up here to Brisbane? Been to Brisbane, yeah, not to Gateway. I'd love to go there one day. Um, so, of all of the jobs in the world, what made you decide to be a children's performer, but not just a children's performer, a Christian children's performer? Yeah, um, I really like the way you've said that because I feel like I've actually been through all the jobs in the world. Um, and I reckon there was about a 10-year period from when I finished, pretty much 10 years from when I finished uni, um, or going through uni to um, landing, doing the, the music for kids. And it was a journey of one where um, I was very aware of my weaknesses early on and um, starting in an admin role. And just, I, th I think it started with me realizing I am so not made to do this. I am not designed to help other people with administration. Um, and I think from that place, I just had a really quick awareness of, okay, God, it's only going up from here. You know, it's, um, can only get better from here and, um, went through different jobs. And I think God led me on a journey through, um, yeah, going th through admin jobs, but then starting to work with young people. And then I realized, Hey, this is what my heart is, is helping young people and, um, and evangelism as well. And so I guess that's a long way of saying, um, I looked at the things I'm passionate about and I think the things God has called me to. And that was my prayer for a long time is, God, would you help me um, use music to influence young people and families? And I think it's sort of, yeah, God opened, opened the doors. Um, yeah, so of all the jobs, that's why I do that. And I think I say to people, uh, you've got to look at, 
yeah, what you're passionate about. And you've also got to be realistic and look at your skills because you could be passionate about something and not good at it. Um, or you could be really good at something but not passionate about it. And so to have that overlap of the skills and passion. And then the third layer is um, meeting a real need in the world. I think if you can do those three things, then that's a big clue to what God might be calling you to do. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm going to quote Tim for a second. Tim has said that you are one of the most gifted songwriters in kids' ministry today, that the theology and content of your music is second to none in the world. And he said that's a big call, but I can also say that, like we've listened to your music in our kids' program as well and would agree that you do brilliant music. How do you actually go about writing your songs and how do you create such biblically-based music? Like what's the process that you use? Yeah, wow. Um, well, firstly, thank you. It's very encouraging. Um, I appreciate that. I spend a lot of time making sure the songs... Uh, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and um, making sure that I'm really happy with them, um, like musically. It's obviously got to sound good. You can have good theology and it sounds rubbish on the guitar, but I want it to sound good. And then I want the meaning to be really clear as well. I think um, I think one of the things is I'm really careful when I'm listening back to this song that I've just written and asking myself, um, is there any way someone's going to misinterpret what I'm saying? Um, and really careful to have it really clear and lining up with scripture and yeah that's i think that's just one of the checks that i have in in what i'm writing but it's it's a bit tricky because you want to have you want to write a song that is really catchy and kids really enjoy but you also want it to be deep and have you know good theology in it and that's the art of how do you how do you explain something with as few words as possible, which still carries the meaning that you want to get across and isn't boring, you know, for kids, you know, who want to just connect with something in a couple of minutes. So, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> how do I start? I often pick this guy up and um, just play along just with stuff. So, and it's often how it starts. I'll just be jamming, whatever, and hopefully a melody or a single line comes into my head. Um, so, for example, Mighty King, which I'll, I'll do later, um, um, started. So it goes like this. Um, Lift your hands and sing. Fix your eyes on Him. Lift your hands and sing. Because Jesus is a mighty King. goes like that. And um, that happened when I was just saying goodnight to the girls, and the, that line came into my head of lift your hands and sing like that's it it's almost like the seed part of the song um so i get one bit and then go right how am i now going to write the whole song and, and expand it out from here and um yeah so that's that's that process i guess starting with the guitar but um what's the other thing i was thinking in that process yeah i um I think like I then write out the lyrics and, and um, a really important part of this process is actually asking this question of what does the Bible have to say about this topic? So the topic of Mighty King, you know, I did a lot of research on, well, what, is it, what does the Bible say about God's strength? Or what are times in the Bible where we, you know, what, what, what is God wanting us to know about his character and his power? 
So I, I then get all this information and I think I use that to try and filter that down um, to help me with writing lines um, which needs to fit into the song. Dan, could you please play Mighty King for us? We'd love to hear that. Yeah, I'd love to play it. I've got, um, get, get the old guitar out. Um, now, everyone, you're welcome to sing along. Uh, the actions are like this. It's Jesus is a mighty king. All right, it's like a crown on your head. And I expect everyone to show, um, show off their muscles, all right, uh, to everyone around in the room with you. Um, hope you enjoy it. much i can see why that's a favorite have you written any songs before no we i just had one of my leaders has just written wrote a song based on a memory verse and it was an original so that's our first attempt but that's something we're hoping to do more of yeah and like that's really interesting to hear because um i think that's one of the ways why music is so powerful is it just uses another part of your brain and to have i think we all know memory songs from when we were kids um, that have just stuck with us through our whole life. And I reckon there's a power there that need, you know, there's a real need for that. If you can get, um, if you put scripture to music, it's like it becomes more sticky and stays with people for longer. And um, I reckon that's great. I'd love to hear it. 
Yeah. And so um, when you're doing your concerts and everything, God would play a big role, but what sort of role does God play in that? Yeah. Um, what role does he play in that? Um, to be honest, I think it's all anchored around that. Um, the whole thing, like when I put a show together, um, just spending that time really thinking through and praying, God, what, like, what do you want to do in this time? God, or, or, and, or just thinking really clearly, what's the, what's the one thing I really want the kids to, to know and what, and what do I want them to do? And I, I write the whole show around that. Um, so I, I, um, even as I'm playing, I'm often, um, I can sort of sing on autopilot and my mind can wander if I want and just sort of pray for people or just as I'm singing or I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I do have my planned show, but I'm always on the lookout for what, what's God doing. Um, and I think in particular, um, there's been many times where I've actually, um, well, pretty much every time I pray in, in, in the performances and just ask everyone just to take a moment um, to hear to hear from God and, and and sometimes to receive Christ as their Lord and Saviour. And um, that's been incredible. That's just been incredible to see God moving um, through the, the hearts of kids. I actually asked them, like, did anyone sense anything? Is anyone feeling God doing anything? And... Oh, just the responses have been incredible. I think in in 2017 uh, we saw over 3,000 um, over 3,000 decisions um, where where kids and and mostly children but adults as well um, wanted to receive Christ and um, so yeah he plays a big part in in, in the shows yeah which is amazing. That's so cool to hear things like that. I love hearing stories about children coming to faith. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think like I um, I really want that. I need that God component in there. Otherwise, I feel it's just entertainment and that's not what I'm about. Otherwise, I might as well just be a wiggle, um, you know, and I've thought through that as an idea and I thought I wouldn't be able to last in something like that um, in the long term because... I feel God's put that in me to want to teach people, to want to impact them and to tell people about, about Jesus. And that's what keeps me going, that more than the fun side of things. As much as I love fun, I really want to know by the end of my life that I've, um, you know, run the race and, and done, um, done what God's called me to do. So that's what keeps me going, yeah. It's that greater purpose. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you've got to be honest, like, that's something I think about uh, when I used to live in London and I was trying to work out, like, God, what have you called me to do? I'm terrible at this job you've got me in at the moment, you know. Um, I called, I remember calling Dad um, back in Australia and saying, you know, do you have any thoughts on this? And he asked me that question. He said, well, if, if you think about the last day, like, of your life, if you're whenever that might be on your deathbed, what's the one thing that you want to look back on and know that you've done? And I think that really solidified it for me is that I want to, I could answer that straight away and I wanted to see as many people come into the kingdom of God as possible. And so whatever I do, whether it's music or, or anything, that's my motive. Yeah. 
So this year particularly has been a hard year for many, many people, particularly those in the arts industry like yourself. Um, what impact has this had on your livelihood and just in general this year? Yeah, it's had a huge impact. Um, uh, um, in the space of a week, I had entire um, multiple travelling tours cancelled um, and, um, yeah, a lot of, yeah, just all, all, all the future work really just came to a stop. Uh, even even schools shut down and um, so, I mean, just straight up, it's had, it's had a big impact and... Um, yeah, lost a lot of shows and a lot of opportunities to reach out to people. Um, yeah, and that's certainly hasn't been an easy time. Also, um, has it also had an impact on your faith? Oh, huge! Yeah, um, I, I think I've grown a lot this year. Um, so, I think I think to sort of give people an idea of the picture of what happened. I think it really all kicked off in March and when all the shows stopped and I was I was pretty much like a stunned mullet really just not I just couldn't take it in I was completely uh, overwhelmed and probably one of the most challenge like one of the most difficult times in my life I'd say um, in those first few months in April and May in particular um, wh what I realized is uh, that's where I get my energy. I realize, wow, I am really energized and just flourish on seeing kids' faces and seeing them um, filled with joy um, and also for providing for my family. And so I came to this point really early on where I just was praying honest prayers to God and saying, God, you know what? I miss my income because I've lost a lot of money <laughs> and I miss... Uh, the feeling I get from seeing kids really happy. And in a way, it was a bit confronting to pray that, but I knew it was okay because God knew it anyway because you'd kind of want to think, you know, oh, I get all my energy from, you know, from from Jesus and and that's what I want. That's I, I think I was really confronted with the fact of, wow, I'm I'm really very used to the rhythms of my life of, you know, go on a tour, come back, go on a tour, come back, do a performance, you know, come back home. And I, was, I think it was something really ingrained. And so, yeah, that was a time of it being stripped away, um, which is which is really, really difficult. Um, and I, I'd say I really went into a, de a desert season. Um, and... Yeah, so like the shows were gone, my energy was feeling low, I was feeling really disconnected. Um, and to the point where I was going like, God, where are you? Like, I don't even sense you. I was finding it really difficult. So I was having I was having my quiet times, reading the Bible, and I just felt like, I don't sense anything. So I think, I think you can see that that would be pretty hard if you're not even, it's like, okay, God, I'm listening, and then it's nothing. Um, but then there, there came a shift where I realized that I knew in my heart that God is faithful and that no matter if no matter what I feel, I know he hasn't left me. I know he's still there. And I think that was the first sign of change in me of going, right, God, I, I don't feel any different, but I'm just going to believe that you are here and you know what's going on. And 
I started to realize the importance of having the word of God as like a, a treating it a bit like a diet in the, not in the, you know, in the sense of what, what you consume and for your spirit and you, you eat every day to make your body healthy, but do you read the scripture every day? And, and I, I realized that, um, it's so important to feed on the word of God. So I just started doing that more regularly. And I think that was the turning point of where things started to change. And God started to show me that um, he, will lead, he will lead us into desert seasons, but he will never lead us into a desert um, to just leave us there. It's always to either teach us something or to, you know, when the water dries up, the, the roots of the plant go deeper in search of water and, and then that plant is stronger and, and able to grow more. Um, and just like he led, like when he led the Israelites out of Egypt, um, his, his intention, it, they were always going to go to the desert, but God never intended them to stay there. Sadly, that's what would happen to a lot of them from their own choice. But it was, they were only ever, I think three or five days walk away from the promised land um, um, when they're in the desert for those whole 40 years. And I'm sure God intended it just to be a three or four day journey or, or however long it was. Um, but he didn't lead them there, lead them to the desert to keep them there. He, it was a transition period going through to uh, the, the promised land. And that's something I've learned in this time. Um, and yeah, I just think it's been a real growth time. I've, um, to be honest, I've, I've never lost as much, you know, f future income or income in my life, but I've also never seen, um, as much provision from God, um, as I have in this time. So we've had, um, a lot of people, um, reaching out and we've had uh, people, uh, um, giving to support the ministry and, I tell you what, it's like, give us our day, give us today our daily bread. You know, God knows what you need um, for each moment that you need it. And um, that's one of the ways I think, I think I've got through this, um, you know, is um, the encouragement of God's people um, has been a wonderful thing. Uh, so yeah, in answer to your question, I really feel my, um, my faith has grown in this time for sure. Were there, apart from the exile and Moses and linking in with the desert and that time, um, was there any other verses or passages that helped you through this season or through this time? Yeah, well, I actually, um, I bought my uh, journal um, just to look through um, some of the things that I've written down. Um, and... Yeah, there's been a lot of encouragement, actually. Um, where's... Um, I'll, I'll read this one from John 15, um, um, 9 to 10. And it says, um, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I think that's been one of the things which is amazing in that verse is that Jesus is saying, um, I love you as much as the Father loves me. 
And if you think about that for a moment and the whole idea of the Trinity and just that perfect love which exists in the Trinity, Jesus is saying he loves us as much as that. And I think that's just one of those concepts which I think is a bit too big for our little pea brains, pea-sized brains that um, we have. It's just amazing. Um, And I think that's been a real... Uh, I guess it highlights a season of when everything's been stripped away, like nothing can take God's love away. And that no matter what, that's got to be our first priority is um, remaining connected to Christ and um, remaining in his love. And we can do that through obedience and obeying his commands. So that's been one of the um, encouraging verses for sure. Um, as well as other, like I think what I said before about um, there's been encouraging ideas that have helped me, like wh- when I said that God will might lead you to a desert, but he doesn't lead you there to leave you there. Um, he always has a plan to take you through it. So, yeah. And finally, um, and thank you so much for all of your answers and, res- and this time, but if you could have one thing you could share from all of your experiences with anybody, with everybody, um, what would it be? I, I think, I think to everyone out there, um, it's that thing of of just being honest with uh, uh, what got. Well, actually, let me rephrase this. I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing that has really uh, has re- been really helping me um, in. And, and this is something I'm recently learning is um, the whole idea of wanting to be like Jesus and, and wanting to have uh, the life of Jesus. But the, I've been reading a book recently which has really highlighted um, this whole idea of the lifestyle of Jesus. And I think for me that makes a whole lot more sense is what was the lifestyle of Jesus? And, and I see, you know, he wasn't hurried. He wasn't... Um, he wasn't rushed. He he wasn't caught up. Um, he was in the world, but he wasn't caught up with the things of the world. And um, I I think that'd be my parting uh, statement to people is just to think about um, what would or I guess it's a question is um, what would Jesus do if he were you? That question's been really helping me. Because I've, I've often thought about, you know, oh, what would Jesus do in this situation? And then, but I, I think there's something amazing about that is, well, what, what would Jesus do if he were me? Because that can, the answer to that question can really help you. Because, for example, in my situation, I've got kids, but Jesus didn't have kids. But if he were me and he did have kids, well, I think one of the things he would do is make sure he's spending time with his children and that he was reading the word to them and even though you don't see that in the bible because he didn't have his own kids we i think a question like that is something really helpful to knowing um what to do and discerning um the right thing to do so yeah and for those that are wanting to find your music or um buy your albums or whatever it might be um where can they find you um yeah well you can go to um danwallow.com and um, I've got my albums there. I've got three albums. Actually brought some copies along. Um, this is the first one I did um, called The Great Adventure. 
Um, and then that was in 2015. And then in 2016, um, I did this one, which is Jump for Joy. Um, it's got Colin Buchanan and Watoto on it. And just this year, uh, the new one, Grow. Um, so if you want to, um, these two are actually on Spotify. So I'd really encourage people to go to Apple Music or Spotify or Google Play and just um, crank these out. Uh, but this one is on Spotify and, and you can get it exclusively on my website. And this features the Donut Man. So I don't know if um, you guys have um, heard of him. He, he was a, he was a, a classic in, in the 90s. Um, American guy, really great um, kids music there um, from the Donut Man. But yeah, you can get that. Thank you. And um, just before we go, I thought it would just be lovely to pray for you and um, to show our support to what you're doing. And yeah, so I thought if we could just join in prayer together, that'd be great. Yeah. Lord, I just thank you for Dan and for him, his ability to reach into families' lives with his music and through the words of scripture that come through the words. And I just um, pray for him specifically this year too, Lord, um, as it's been such a tough year for being able to travel and having everything wiped clear off the calendar, Lord. And I just thank you that we've had this opportunity to be able to hear from him today and about his faith and his trust in you through this entire um through all these changes and this entire change in his livelihood, Lord. Thank you so much for his messages to children and to families and for the love that he has for children through his words and in sharing you with them. Amen.